All right, we'll get this uh, audio going here. Record. Yeah. I think we're good, brother. I'll try not to talk. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. Awesome. <laughs> Welcome, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Let's see. How are light. you? Good. I just came in from uh, working. So it's uh, uh so what yeah, time here, is it for you uh, right now? Two o'clock, two p.m. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So um. So. so you, yeah. Give me a um. Introduce yourself real quick, and then uh. Uh. Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah. Um. Hello. Uh. My name is Ben, but on the airsoft field, I go by the call sign name of Milk. I've been playing Airsoft for about four years, and it is a pretty big hobby. Uh, I really enjoy it. I've got all my gear laid out, like, to show you and stuff. I'm going to be talking about some of, like, the brands that I've come across just over the years and some of my experiences whilst uh, playing. Hell yeah. Good, man. Yeah. Yeah, welcome to the channel. It's um, So I, uh, I recently found you guys from uh, Scuba. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a very good friend of mine. Yeah, he's. Good. I met him uh, at a airsoft shooting range that I went to with one of my mates, and oh, I met okay. him there. Then he just turned up to a match when I was uh, playing, and then we just sort of hit it off from there. Yeah. Oh, was it the uh, the one yeah, the range so, um, that has the um, the uh, attack sense? Yeah, the attack sense uh, pads. That's awesome. Yeah, Marcus was telling me about that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I met you guys through Scuba, and then so all you guys play with uh, Caitlin, um, who is uh, airsoft or cat, yep. uh, and then. Red Panda, yep. Marcus, Dan, Krios, uh, like everybody, everybody that plays plays out there. I, I've done a podcast yeah. with all those dudes <laughs> and girls. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a very good crew. Um, they're like adult friends of mine. Like right. I'm only 15. Okay, but I can be an adult. But it, I can be like myself. I don't have to be like extremely like mature with them. Oh yeah, for sure. Because they're like all yeah, they're just like all silly as well. Who wants to be mature on the airsoft field? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone who I've came across is like basically everyone who I've came across is like super chill. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what they're there for: blow off steam, you know, have fun. I like good stuff. Yeah, it's it's a very um unique hobby to have. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely it's like the yeah. uh, so do said you one time need to like somebody said one time the um, it's go. the most it's the most popular hobby that no one's ever heard of. And I was like, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> It is. It's like a very 
it's not really known. Like, whenever I talk about it at school, people are like, yeah, yeah, what is that exactly? And I'm like, oh, it's like a game. It's basically you shoot BB pellets at people. <laughs> right. Now, are, are your it friends, is, like your guys from school and stuff, are they more familiar with paintball? Have they heard of paintball? I'm, paintball, I would say, is more known. I'm not really sure why, but um, yeah, they all know paintball and stuff. But I think I've the, never um, played paintball in my life. I think the paint. I think paintball got more popular than airsoft because of uh, ESPN. So years ago, this is probably in the late '90s, early 2000s. They um, they might still televise some tournaments here and there, like on ESPN three, and but it was yeah. like one of the main when it when some of the bigger tournaments first started becoming popular ESPN took it on like they were putting it on you know ESPN2 and uh and so a lot of people had heard of paintball i mean i know like old women right like grandmas and stuff that had heard of paintball because oh yeah my grandson i think he talked about it you know like yeah <laughs> but you mentioned airsoft, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my nan apparently was telling someone about like how I play it. Nice. Like my nan was like talking to her friends, and they they were like, "What does your grandson do?" And he's like, "I think he plays like a lot of airsoft." And then she just ended up explaining like what it is, and apparently she told them it's like shooting people. <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as she got. But she didn't say it was with BB, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, it's a very unique hobby. For sure. Yeah. It's a very unique hobby. I enjoy it. Did your uh did your dad get you into so, Yeah. Um so I'll start with obviously like how I came into it and stuff. Um Dad started playing in around twenty I wanna say twenty fourteen. And uh he just used to go, I think, with a friend who we met at a... Because me and him used to go to Taekwondo together, and we met people from there. Um, and he started going to place... He just started playing Airsoft. I don't know how he exactly got into it, but uh, yeah, he started playing. I was too young at the time to play. Although, that's what he told me at the time, but nowadays you see people... Like, at my uh, local site, there's, like, some six-year-old kid who plays. What? And I That's was crazy. like... I know. I was like, you're six years old? And he was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, I just really enjoy it. And I was like, you sure it doesn't hurt too bad? He was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I gave That's him, like, crazy. a fist bump. I was like, mate, that's insane. Right. Um. Yeah, so, he's, dad started playing... I was too young to play. He was going with people from like Taekwondo. He then joined a group called uh, Metal Ops. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're only UK based. Okay. It sounds familiar. They're called, um, yeah, they're called Metal Ops. Um, yeah, he joined that. And then I, I apparently I asked him, I was like, Hey, do you reckon I could go one day? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And, uh, he shot tests me. That's something that I don't know if most people do. 
he shot tested me and he shot me i think i was about i want to say 11 or 10 i think it was about 2018 or 2019 and he shot me right in the back of the knee Ooh. and <laughs> and i just remember i came yeah i came into my mum's room and i was like crying <laughs> and then he was like yeah you're, you're you're too young you're too young but uh-huh. he just decided to like buy me my uh, own gun i'll i'll show that in a minute um he bought me just a little m4 uh yeah so 2019 i started a uh, training is what you would say i basically just went to i just went to like ranges and stuff i shot guns uh, yeah, a range I used to go to, which had the uh, attack sense like pads. Yeah, went there. I used to go. I went to a site a few times in Holmbush, I think it is, or Hopthorn. I don't know, but um, somewhere around there. It was in Crawley, and uh, yeah, I just used to go with Dad and his uh mates, and I would just shoot targets and stuff we just go around the woodland area i'd learn about like just being more observant and stuff because that is a skill that i would say that you would mainly need for airsoft you have to be observant with your surroundings right now when you guys in the uk uh you guys have to have a license right like uh yukara so when you're a minor do you still have to do you still have to do that like do the whole um, what is it you wear? You have to use like a colored rifle for like three months or something. Two tone guns. Yeah, two tone. Um, I don't really know because I don't know if it was really two toned, but I started out with a gray and black gun. Mm. But I'm really not too sure if that's really considered a two tone gun because two toned are mainly considered, you know, like, um, like blue, green, red, and stuff. Right. But yeah, I started out with my M4, just going to sites. Um, then I think my first ever game was in about. I want to say. Oh wait, no, actually, I started modding because for Christmas of 2019. I think my dad got a, a new chest rig, and he just gave me his old one. He like obviously adjusted it to my size, and I modified that. Uh, it's obviously been uh, modified since. I've got everything like a little table. Nice. Yeah, this is the vest. It's a Viper Tactical, just normal uh, plate carrier, and I've been rocking it since I started. It's very uh, very useful. You can hold up to uh, six magazines. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I basically just added patches on it. Um, yeah, you got your patch at up there. airsoft what? sites, is quite... How did you get uh, uh, milk? Yeah, milk. Uh, <laughs> I am... I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes sense. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, that's how I got my call sign. Uh, at my site, the main reason that I'm known 
is because uh, I got a teddy bear on the back of my uh, vest. That's hot. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, Kevin? we got him like dressed up in like some woodland camo. Yeah, Kevin. That's awesome. Sometimes I hear that across like the field when I'm when I'm uh, when I'm playing. I'm just like Kevin. <laughs> and I'm like, my name's not Kevin. And I'm like, oh yeah, my bear's called Kevin. But yeah, I'm mainly known across like the field as a uh, Kevin. Got it. <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, yeah. So I so I modded my vest and stuff in about uh lockdown when that hit in uh 2020. It looks good. Then good I started. Thank you, thank you. Do you uh play airsoft? Like I've frequently? not played airsoft. No. Uh. Uh-uh. So I uh, uh-uh. I started the uh, YouTube you just channel. Do the podcast. Yeah, I started the YouTube channel uh, four years ago, and two of my sons were in their twenties, uh, and they started mm-hmm. playing four years ago. And uh, I was coming out of being uh, from an illness; I was paralyzed, and so I was just starting to be able to walk and that kind of thing. So uh, I needed something to do. I said, "Hey, let me uh, start a YouTube channel." with uh, all your guns and all this stuff you guys are doing. And so we started out doing uh, unboxings and reviews. And um, and so I learned about all these airs. I didn't know anything about Airsoft when I started the YouTube channel. And um, so uh, I learned a lot of these guns and working on them and breaking open gearboxes and, you yep. know, fixing things and that kind of, th- that kind of stuff uh, through – these uh, mystery boxes we would get, and then we'd test out the guns uh, in the backyard. And, um, you know, we'd film all that stuff, so I would put it up. I took care of the YouTube channel. Well, then a couple years ago, yeah, uh, all the guys got busy. So they got married. You know, one of them got married. Uh, they bought houses. They all, you know. And so uh, they haven't played Airsoft in like a year and a half. And so uh, I wanted to keep doing stuff for the channel. And so I started a podcast. Yeah. Uh huh. And that's it. And that, so I, uh, I played paintball years ago, but, um, by the time these guys got into airsoft, I couldn't really, uh, I couldn't really move around too well. So I could barely hold the guns and that kind of thing. So I, I didn't, you know, I never went out with them. Once I got a little better, I went to a couple events with them. I went to a mill sim. Actually, I've been to two mill sims with them and I just did, uh, filming. So, Yeah. So I've been shot by it too. I've been that's shot cool, by the, cool. uh, yeah. One, one of the guns we got was a, uh, it's a 1950s era. Uh, it's called a Sterling. Well, like themed. Yeah, themed. Yep. yep. And uh, it was yep. a Sterling. It was full metal. It looked badass. Had one of the uh, uh, side loading magazines. Okay, that stuck out real long. Mm-hmm. Looked like a Sterg. Yep. And uh, so this thing was shooting 380 FPS, uh, about 20 rounds a second. Okay. And oh. I was about 30 feet away and I was, we were out there reviewing the gun. So I was about 30 feet away from him. And I said, here, man, these things don't hurt. There's no way they hurt these little tiny plastic BBs. <laughs> there's no way go ahead and shoot my hand. So they're pretty close. And I said, go on, just shoot it full auto. And they were like, no, they didn't want to do it at first. So anyway, they did it. And after about two seconds, I was like, okay, <laughs> my hand was wrecked, bro. It was bad. So, uh, yeah, I got a taste of it, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been fun doing all this, but I haven't actually played on the field, you know, on my own, but, uh, mm. yeah, it's cool. 
Yeah. You meet some very interesting uh, people when you mm-hmm. play. Yeah, very, very uh, interesting. But where, where was... Uh, yeah, first game was in October of 2020. I went to a site in... Uh, once again, it was either Copthorne or Homebush. Um, played there uh, with my dad and his... What he calls his OG airsoft son, <laughs> <laughs> who he used to play with uh, before I was, like, when I was too young to go to airsoft. Okay. And yeah, I went with them two. I remember I got zero kills. I tripped over a tree root on my way back to respawn. Nice. Sprained my ankle and I lost a uh, magazine. <laughs> That's a successful first game, okay? Yeah, very, very successful first, uh, first ever experience of airsoft. Then I don't think we or I, I think Dad played, but I just never really got into it as much at that time. I was obvious. I was taken up with like school and stuff. I I obviously still am, but yeah, at the time I just it was never really like a hobby or something that I would like do over and over and over again. It was sort of just like a one-off thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, didn't really have anything to do with it. I went through 2021, then in September, uh, I just. We were just like, oh yeah, hey, do you want to, uh... oh no, no, wait, tell you what, um, I think throughout 2021, I still did airsoft stuff, I just didn't play. I just used to go to shoot, I used to go to a uh, range where we all used to hang out. And I did like target practice and uh, uh, met a bunch of cool people there, that's how I met uh, Maverick and like Marcus and Scuba. Nice. That's how I met uh, all of them. Uh, then I met Caitlin, and then uh, I think around September time when I was starting year nine, or what is it called in America, ninth grade? Yeah, ninth grade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About uh, that time, uh, Dad was like, "Oh yeah, uh, those lot are like going to that site again. Do you want to go?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." So we went, uh, we went there, and we went with all the crew. We went uh, the day before to a shop. I, you probably don't know the uh, location. It's called uh, Crawl. It's in Crawley. It's called the Crawley Surplus Store, and it's where I basically get all the BBs. Uh, it's where me and Dad get all of like our gear from. Basically, it's a very, very just nice uh, shop. We know basically everyone in there. We're friends with everyone in there. It's just a nice little shop to just local to us. And uh, yeah, we met up on there to get like just to get gear because obviously I'd grown a lot since a whole year apart. Mm. And um, yeah, so uh, I think I met uh, Red Panda there. Uh, and then I think the next day, yeah, because, okay, yeah, on the next day we uh, went to the site, we played, 
had a really good time. Then I didn't play again for a few months. I think I went to the range again once in that uh, time period. Uh, and I remember I shot my phone. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Because basically it just... From where it was, you would have like some stands which you could put all your gear on. And then it was like... I'd wanted to say like... A 20, 20 meter... Uh, like whole shooting range bit, and I put I I'd prop my phone up on something like just recording myself like shooting, and I wanted to try and get as close to the thing as possible so you could see me aiming down the sights. So I was like, oh yeah, that'd be really really cool, <laughs> and uh, I I think something was a bit wrong with my gun. I think it would come out the chamber ever so slightly to the left. And uh, it uh, completely missed and slid left and hit my phone. I got a massive crack. I had a massive uh, crack down the middle. <laughs> oh and, uh, yeah. Par- now, how did, how, did the, uh, how did the video come out? Did it turn out good? You saw the BB coming at the phone? Uh, you, were you videoing yourself yeah, when you did you it? You couldn't see it hit you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that you could really see, you could just... Like, you could hear just... You could just see, like, the phone camera just go like that a little bit. Oh, okay. And I... And you just see my face go... <gasps> I just, like, <laughs> grab the camera, like, oh, no! Uh, that's awesome. And, uh... Yeah, then I... I, uh, went again with them to the same site in January. And then I didn't play for a while. And me and Dad just kind of gave up on airsoft okay we just never did it um then i think in november last year i uh we went down to a shooting range again and me and dad really enjoyed ourselves and we were sort of like we should play airsoft again and then we didn't that year and then it came to uh this year and in March time, we got a. Oh me! In a March time, we got invited to uh, Maverick's birthday. He was just like, "Oh yeah, hey, do you want to just come down to this site? It's called Driverswood. It is my uh, local site. I play there. I've. It is basically the only site that I really go to now. It's a really good well site. We know." A lot of the people there, it's just a good site, it's got like a good woodland area and stuff, just, yeah, it's a really good place. I've and seen, uh, we were like, I've yeah, seen sure. a ton of videos for... from uh, Driverwood. Yeah, I've, I made a, uh, I've made like a airsoft compilation video, because... I watched one of your videos uh... from your channel. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> it was, dude, it was fun. Thank you. Yeah, yeah on my... On my lids, I uh, have like my GoPro. I don't, I don't know the mount, but basically my GoPro is like here, and I can just like record myself. Yeah. And I uh, I made a video on that. Um, yeah. Then we went. I think about two weeks later to Marcus's birthday, and we all dressed up as uh, cowboys, and Marcus was in a ridiculous outfit. <laughs> he had like some. 
he had a flannel shirt on, he had like a sheriff badge. He had like these uh cow what are they called like cow just pattern trousers. Like and he oh, had like okay. this pink cowboy hat and it was oh glorious. God. That's awesome. <laughs> it was so funny. But I think we all got a bit fed up because a lot of people were cheating that day. Um, then dad, then dad was, uh, going, he'd organized with that group to go to a Milsim in, uh, Cornwall, I think it is. Uh, it was a place, it is a, uh, company called JBG, uh, it stands for Johnny Big Guns. They're just, they're a really cool company. Uh, we all, like, support them. And stuff. It's all like veteran run and owns. And I got huge respect for like the veterans and stuff. So they're a really cool company. They've got like a whole website. They do the CQB courses and Milsims quite regularly. They're just a really, really cool company. And uh, yeah, he went to one of their Milsims. And he was like, I just want to just go to this first before we go to any other game beforehand. So I didn't play for a whole two months, and that was the longest time period for me. I don't know why. I think I'd it had come into my head. I was like, I really, really like airsoft, hmm. and um, yeah, I didn't play for April, May. Then I went, and then uh, I think early June, I went with my uh, mate, who I'm gonna call, I we call him Goose. I won't say his actual name because I haven't asked to, but yeah, he's called Goose. <laughs> okay. He's a he's a good mate of mine, and we played, and that was really fun. I don't think anything happened. We just played airsoft and had a really good time. And then yeah, I've just sort of played from there. It's a really, and I've I'm happy that I've just found like a uh, hobby to have in life. It's helped a lot with uh, mental health. As For well, sure, man. So yeah, it's just a yeah. I've had, I've, I think I've had uh, about two major incidents uh, at when I'm playing. So I think what was it third of September this year? I was uh, down at Drivers Woods. And we're playing this game, uh, it's called Card Hunt. They spread like these, probably, I think they're like that big, uh, cards of like the Ace of Spades, like the Ace of Clubs and stuff, like all across the environment. And you put them at your tower, you score points, and there was one card, and it was a Jester card. And if you score, if you land that in your enemy's base, it's minus 20 points. And uh, so me and I think about eight other people, we've all organized this massive assault plan on the enemy to basically make them lose. And we were, I think, pushing up for the whole hour that we were playing. And my team all get out. And I'm the, literally the last one. And then I get hit by I probably a sniper. All I remember is that it really hurt. I got hit just in the chest rig and it still hurt. Dang. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what that sniper was using, but it, like, it stung a little bit. 
Now, but, were these yeah, cards? Hold on, my hand were, hit. The the cards you yeah, guys were looking gonna... for were they hidden? They were kind of hidden. Uh, not really hidden. They were just okay. spread around the place. You would have to look for them. Gotcha. But yeah, we we were we just pushed up like this whole uh main strip of the site to land this card and um yeah we uh we all got hit i called up my hand to hit and i was just like oh you know what i'm just gonna go back in and just take out all my stuff for the day and uh then i feel and then i hear like a bb skim past me and it hits this uh, cover i'm behind and i just go yeah i'm hit and then this guy comes out of uh, some cover, puts uh, twenty something BBs into me from Bro. about eight feet away. And the uh, engagement rule for Falorto is uh, ten meters at the okay. site. At that site. And this guy puts 20-something BBs into me, like, I'm talking all up, like, my leg, arm, and, like, up my neck and stuff. Holy. And, dude, that's crazy. Oh, it hurts so bad. I'm sure. I, I, I was gonna go swinging. I was like, but there's no <laughs> point, because, like, I'll, I'll just get banned. I didn't, I didn't, like, hold back verbally, though. I, I had a massive go at him. And then I told my dad, I was like, but the annoying thing is, because I was recording on that day, mm. I didn't, whilst I was playing, and before that happened, my GoPro had died, and I oh. couldn't remember what the guy looked, and I couldn't remember what the guy looked like. And I was so annoyed, and dad was like, "You're." he was lucky I wasn't there. And I was right. like, yeah, it is, because... This guy also just laughed it off. Like I was like, "What are you doing?" And he just laughed it off because I was a kid. Uh huh. And he's I was like, like oh. "You're gonna." So he's gonna went... initiate you into airsoft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I. I was gonna pull out my pistol and just falorto him, but um, yeah, just decided to walk off. And then. Most recently, I played. I played uh, just out there again. So yeah, that's. I think I've done like nearly twenty games of airsoft so far. That's kind of a lot. And yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's very. It's very fun. I enjoy it. It's all. It's been like the first. I want to say like three years of it. I just basically didn't play. It, yeah. They were all spread over those years. Only about three games. Okay. But yeah, it is. I, I now play probably I want to say twice a month. Oh, that's good. And uh, yeah, it, it what is. Kinda, what kind of what kind of gun do you run? A lot. Do you still use that M4 that All your right, dad gave you? We'll get into that now because I've got them right mm. behind me. Uh, I don't know if I need to say this, but uh, YouTube, these are fake guns. They're no, not real guns. No, we don't care about that shit. <laughs> you sure? No, I don't care. All right, cool. No, All right, we're uh, we're we're we'll free here, bro. With the M4. <laughs> I don't care about what we're they do. We're free here. Wait, so we do. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll solve So I put the these M4. all all of these podcasts 
they go on YouTube, yes, but they also go on every podcast app. So all the audio ones, so Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, Spotify, um, Rumble, we're the biggest airsoft channel on Rumble uh, right now, so... Uh, biggest. Oh, wow. We're the only air. Uh, we're the only airsoft podcast on Rumble that I think that's recent uh, or active. So I mean, we, we put it on every platform out there. So if YouTube doesn't like it, that's okay. We'll just put. You know, we put it on everything anyway. So we'll still be able to use it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So we don't have to mess yeah, around with my, all that. My we just. TikTok we get uh, when when people come on. I forgot to tell you this when you come on here, but um, you know it's relaxed casual uh i don't ask uh, scripted questions um we just bs about your experience and uh whatever else comes yeah. up and then uh and you can talk freely any kind of language you say whatever you want and we put it on everything out there and whatever ones you know if something doesn't like it that's okay it's on 50 other things so we're good to go that's their problem <laughs> hell yeah yeah. Um, All right, so let's see what you got. Yeah, so we'll start off with this is a I think it's an M4 breacher, the first gun I ever bought. Uh, I am left-handed, that's why I'm holding it like this. Okay. Yeah. Um, it did get a paint job from a Maverick. He has been doing paint jobs on everything. It is so cool. I think it's like a tan, black and like a uh, uh, gray and black like scrims. They are, yeah, I think he did a cool. scuba I don't too. really use... Yeah, yeah, he did. He's done his Marcus's, he's done uh, Caitlyn's, he's done Red Pandas. Uh, he's... Yeah, he's done mine as well. But I've just sort of gone off this gun a little bit. I'm just kind of bored with it, because I was using it for like four years. Okay. And I don't really use it now, but... I use it sometimes, but we will use this if we've got, like, one of my mates playing, and I'm not going to make him spend, like, £200 on a gun. Right. Uh, Goose has bought his own gun. Uh, he's... Because he plays quite a lot. He's bought himself a uh, Heckler & Kosh 416. It's Ooh, a very nice, nice gun. Yeah. They are. I've, I've shot it, and I was like, that is nice, bro. But yeah, this gun. I I I like this gun because obviously it's my first ever one. But I'm just a bit bored of it. So yeah, so that's the M4. Hell yeah! And then moving on to the gun that I'm using right now, it is uh, my dad's old honey badger. Hang on, let me Ooh, extend the stock quickly. Those are nice. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this is my dad's. He's had this since he first. Uh, started playing okay so this gun was like nearly a decade old <laughs> wow it's i mean it's they look so good bro those honey badgers too they, i know that's uh, why I, they look good yeah. yeah that's why i like airsoft for the uh realism uh-huh so yeah it's got a angled grip which you sort of hold like this or you can just hold the uh the barrel itself yeah, it's a it's a very good gun. It's got burst fire, which I arguably prefer than just full auto. Mm-hmm. Because most sites only do uh, burst fire now. Okay. So yeah, that is uh, this gun. 
it is extremely nice. I, I use it a lot now. Yeah. My dad has got a lot of guns, but if I can get him on this, if, if you're good with it, if I can get him on this podcast, like at a later time or maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he can run you through his guns and like rig and stuff. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll, yeah, uh, that's the money badger. Soon. Yeah. 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 Um, and then moving on to secondary, or secondary-wise, sorry. Um, I think originally, uh, the first thing that my dad bought me, like my first uh, secondary, was a Extreme forty-five pistol. If you know, have you've heard of those? I don't know, actually. I don't think so. They're I mean, very I know the forty-fives, but um, the um. I don't know about that brand. Yeah. Uh, well, the one that I had was full auto only. Oh, shit. <laughs> it only did full auto. Oh, so, no. Um, I've, I remember this. I was hiding behind a uh, piece of cover. This guy was like, yo, can you cover me whilst you move up? I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I pulled up my pistol. He was like, why is this kid pulling out his pistol for suppressive fire? And I just go... <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun to use. But now, was it I uh, green really gas? Use it in uh or yeah. CO2. Okay. Yeah, green gas. Yeah. Um yeah, so I I basically was like I don't really like that I can't use it in pistol environments like close quarters combat and stuff. And my dad bought me uh this is the case for it. Nice. Uh, my dad bought me a WE uh, Glock 18C. Nice. Those are awesome. It is. It is a mate. It's such a good gun. Like it's got semi and uh, full auto. It's nice to handle as well. It's got um. What's it called? Oh, the uh, tethercord. No <laughs> it uh, tethercord. Thank you. It straps onto the uh, back of my chest rig, so if it drops out my holster, you won't lose I it. won't lose like an a hundred, a hundred fifty something pound. Exactly. Gun. Those are because uh, tether cords are nice, man, for uh, pistols. Because I have heard, I've talked with people that actually on their first, you know, mil sim or something, they lost their pistol. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, some guy lost his whole pistol on um. Last time we played. Yeah. We found, like, this pistol on the floor. And we were like, whose is this? And it was the exact same one as mine. And he was like, and my dad was like, yo, is this yours? And I was like, no, it's not. And this guy was talking about it. And my dad was like, is this yours? And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's mine. Sorry, it dropped out. And we are like, how are you going to not realize that you've lost your entire pistol? <laughs> like, surely you feel like some, like, surely you feel like some weight. Like yeah, it's you off lose your weight hip on, like the side or of your, your leg. Uh huh. Yeah, my son, yeah. one of my sons, yeah. uh, we their first so milsim, they he did the same thing. He had a leg holster, you know, drop leg holster, and it was real cheap. It was real floppy, right? He didn't have it tightened up real good. So every time he started to like jog mm. a little bit or run from cover to cover, the gun would just be flopping around on his leg, and uh, so he it fell out. And it didn't lock in. He didn't strap it in. So it fell out. And uh, luckily, uh, his brother, my other son, uh, found it. 
and uh, you know, found it on the ground. Mm. It was like, dude, take care yeah. of your weapon, man. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a big fan of uh, drop leg holsters. They make you walk weirdly. Uh huh. I've just got uh, my pistol holster on my belt, and that all I guess lead me into just running through what I actually wear. Yeah. Um. So, clothing-wise, uh, as of right now, I'm rocking the multicam tropic color. Uh, it is. It's. I like it. It's quite nice. Multicam. It's multicam. Okay. Yes. Search that out. It's basically more green. Let me check it out. Alright, Tropic. You can keep talking. I'm going to look it up because I don't think I've seen that one. I've seen a lot right. of... Uh, yeah, I'm, current, oh, okay, I'm currently it. running the uh, Emerson gear. Yeah, I'm currently running the uh, Emerson gear uh, multicam Tropic nice. stuff. I'm running a uh, U-back as well because it's currently like... It's not hot, but it's not cold. It's just humid right now mm. in the UK. So, uh, yeah, I'm just running a U-back. In the summer, I'll just run a silky t-shirt. And then in the winter, uh, Scuba actually supplied me with, like, this winter coat. And, like, it is the color that I needed as well. It's just, like, some green uh, winter, like, tactical coat. And it's really good. It's lightweight, but it's, like, got stuff inside it to keep you uh, warm. Nice. So yeah, I'm now, have you I'm played, looking forward because uh, this will be my first proper winter. I was gonna say, have you played in uh, like extreme weather, like cold or rainy, in the mud or anything? Uh, we we've played, yeah, yeah. We played on Marcus's uh, birthday. We played in the uh, the rain. Okay. And it was really like it was not really downpouring, but it it was surprisingly heavy rain. Uh-huh. Like the mud was bad at the time. My uh, my boots only came up to like I want to say the very bottom of my shins. Okay. Because I used to have these really good uh Viper Tacticals, which came up to like uh, it's like they were like high boots. Uh, yeah, like half a foot uh before my knee. So they were really good, but. I had grown a lot, like, I think from when I last played at the beginning of 2022 to March of this year, I'd gone from, like, 5 foot uh, 3 to 5 foot 8. Wow. I'd basically shot up. Yeah, all my mates, like, because me and Dad hadn't really been in contact with Maverick and stuff that much when we weren't playing. Yeah. And when... We, like, came back. They were like, oh, my God, you're so tall. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? who is now this? Now I'm, like, taller than a... Yeah, now I'm, like, taller than a, like, Caitlin and a Red Panda. They literally used to be taller than me. And yeah. then I came back and they were like, there's no way that you're now taller than me. 
<laughs> I actually saw uh, that on your, one of your videos yeah, uh, that I, I was looking at on your YouTube channel. I know that the uh, you know the camera is set kind of high, and the way it, it looks, it makes it look like you're yeah, looking down on people. Yeah, the camera's set high. Yeah, but um, I could tell what yeah. – because I think the one I video I watched really funny. when you guys were getting ready – when they were getting ready to you know blow the horn to start, um, Caitlin was right up in front. And, uh, and you were talking to, you know, you were talking to a few people, I think either your dad or somebody else, Marcus or somebody came over and kicked, kissed the, uh, the camera. <laughs> yeah, that was my dad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's cause I was holding it. My dad's, okay. uh, I'm currently now, I'm about, I want to say five foot 10. Wow. And my dad's around six foot. Yeah. So I was holding the camera like up here. Okay. <laughs> nice. I do. I do like that. It makes it makes me taller than people. Mm-hmm. I literally got like a reply on my Instagram. They were like, "Why are you so tall in that video?" And I was like, "It's <laughs> 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 but um, yeah." My, now my boots. Now I've got some. Uh, oh, what are they called? I think they're combat tactical branded. Uh, just boots. And I don't just wear them to airsoft, I wear them out on the motorbike, I wear them just whenever really. They're really comfy. They're waterproof. I really, I'm really hoping it snows this year, because I would love to play in the snow. Gotcha. I think that is the thing that I'm most excited for, because like, I've got all my winter gear like already organized oh, for okay. two months' time. <laughs> now, do you have... Um... Do you have any, um, uh, like, snow camo? Uh, nah, I haven't got any, like, multicam alpine or anything. Because right. okay. we, we, I just don't, me and Dad don't really see a point, because in the UK it doesn't snow to that uh, ex- oh, levels okay. of, like, like heaviness. The, the, the woods isn't going to really be, like, covered. It's not going to be fully be white. Okay. Nah. It did gotcha. happen uh, last year. It became it was really snowy, but then yeah, it, it got cleared up in like two days because of like the council. Obviously, they got to clear it up and everything. Yeah. But um, <coughs> sorry. Onto the uh, my gear. So I've got a warrior. I think this is yeah, a warrior assault system. Uh, just normal green belt. I'll I'll put it on very quick. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Um, yeah, thank you. Sorry if my lighting's a bit uh, shit. No, you. But um, basically, I got a carabiner here, which uh, holds my gloves when I'm just not wearing them, or okay. just latch them onto anything. Right. I got. Yeah. Sorry, you actually really can't see that. Let me take that off. <laughs> <laughs> You've got uh, my pistol holster on my left. Okay. Because lefty. Yep. I just can't seem to aim, like, right-handed. It's just something that I just can't seem to do at all. Now, are you... Because um, I think my left eye is more dominant. Dominant. So, the now, yeah. growing up and everything, were you always left-handed? Like, do you, uh, when you're in school and stuff, do you write left-handed? Yeah, I, I write left-handed. When I play, okay. I used to play basketball. I think I could dribble and be dexterous. But I could only mm. shoot left-handed. Okay. Um, it is weird. When I was uh, 
kid I had to wear glasses and I had to used to wear like a patch on my left eye to make my right eye equal to this eye. Wow. But um okay. yeah, I I can definitely I definitely see out my left eye clearly way more than my right eye. Gotcha. But um yeah, I got a patch if I'm going on like a mill sim like just to put like uh what's it called like repair stuff if something goes to shit. Right. Uh right here, not many people have this actually cuz it's kind of impractical. It's a dump pouch. Yeah, the dump pouch. Mm -hmm. You basically when you're reloading, yeah, you can just drop your mags into it, but a lot of the time they fall out, so Oh, I nice. mainly just use it to protect my uh my ass. <laughs> it does work when you get when you, when you when you get shot. Now it it doesn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> it takes all the um, impact. Then I got yeah. I literally it, it like dad has to worry about it. Everyone has to worry about it, and then I literally don't have to worry about getting shot in my rear end. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It definitely uh saves it's definitely saved me a lot uh, -huh. uh yeah i got my pistol magazines because i run uh, yeah i run about three okay then i got uh my knife which i'm not gonna get out because it is a pain to put back <laughs> nice but i don't see many people actually using a uh, melees in yeah, airsoft because uh -huh. it is quite difficult to do very difficult yeah but that's my the belt. Only ones i've seen that like have successfully done it are uh, videos, you know, online videos where uh, inside, like indoor CQB, real close. In CQB, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they sneak around the corner and get, you know, get people that way. But outdoor, like skirmishes and stuff in woodland. Doesn't happen It is much. like, dude, you've got to be, if you can get knife kills in the woods, you are some kind of ninja for real. You are. You're like an, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I nearly got one i spotted some guy who was just in a bush like behind our our team and so i grabbed my knife and i was like oh yeah cool i can kill him so i was like, i'm trying to sneak up on him but i was like if he turns around he will shoot me so i just have my pistol out as well and then it's like this this was scripted or something because I stepped on a twig, and it, like, made, like, that classic break noise. Oh, yep. And then the guy just turns around, but I just went, bang. <laughs> but, yeah, I've never I've never used my knife on an enemy before. Yeah. It is very difficult, yeah. But, um, sometimes I, I used to, not really that much, but I run uh, comms with my dad's. Because I'm always running off and getting shot and stuff. <laughs> no and, way! Um, <laughs> so I just use... Yeah. Sometimes I just run off with, like, Maverick and uh, Marcus and stuff, and we just run off and kill people. Hell but yeah. uh, comms-wise, I'm using a Bao Feng radio. Mm-hmm. I think they're called. Yeah, those are um, nice. And just a throat mic. Which you just oh, yeah, yeah, like you put around two. your neck. Uh huh. You you plug these into your uh, push to talk, and then you got the earpiece. Right. The it it sounds cool on paper, but the problem is it doesn't work half of the bloody time. Uh huh. So that sounded really British. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it it doesn't work half the time. 
Well, you're you're from the UK. Um, you should sound British. It's okay. Yeah, I know. Because when I was messaging you, I messaged. I was like, "Hello, mate. Uh, was wondering about this." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then I messaged him. Like, oh, he's American. He's not gonna get what I mean by mate. <laughs> oh no, I, dude, I've, I totally get it. I've, I've had, yeah. Out of, uh, let's see, out of two hundred and ninety podcasts, I think two ninety comes out tomorrow, and I've probably had thirty people from the UK on here. Uh, so I'm very used mm. to that kind of, you know, that kind of stuff. Like if I'm if I if I'm talking with somebody from a different country and they have like different slang or something like that, uh if I don't understand it, I'll ask them. I'm like, "What was that? Like what is, what does that mean?" I was But um yeah. Yeah, I was talking to my dad. I was like, "Should I go like proper UK slang on him?" And dad was like, <laughs> "No, don't. He won't get Do it. any of it." <laughs> I'll sit here and go, "Uh-huh." Uh huh, and be like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, what's he on about? <laughs> um, yeah, com. It sounds cool. Like coms sound sounds uh cool on like when right. you're thinking about it. It's really impractical though. Like half the time the radio doesn't work, and I like go, uh, Dab, where are you at? Over, and then all it comes back to me is just frequency or <laughs> i think once i ended i accidentally changed my radio channel to an actual radio broadcast oh i have no clue how i did it yeah i think i asked some guy if he could train if he could turn up my uh comms and in that he must have don't know what he did but he must have switched my channel and i yeah. remember i was getting adverts in my ear <laughs> Oh shit, that's crazy! I remember when uh, these I, guys. I actually don't know how. When these guys first got the uh, Baofangs, they use them as well, the same ones. And uh, when they first got them, very uh, good. They, um, I mean, they're they're really good. Like if you know how to set them up, they're good. So I remember watching a video on it because they brought yeah. them to me. They're like, "Don't you know how to set these up?" I was like, "No, I've never seen those things." They're like, "Well, I thought you used them in the military." I said, "Bro." I was in the military 30 years ago. They didn't even have these things, okay? <laughs> so, uh, you were in I the military? At, yeah, yeah, I was in the uh Marine Corps uh for 4 years years ago. Nice, nice, nice. And uh yeah. So, I recently uh, read a book about uh Chris Kyle. Yeah, Chris Kyle. If you know who he is. Yeah, the, the sniper. SEAL sniper who served in Iraq. Yeah. Yeah, American I read his book. The, uh, I watched book? the film American Sniper. Uh, American Sniper, yeah, 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 buddy, that's a good book and a good movie. Yeah, I, 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 it was so good. I, I actually hadn't heard of him, and Dad was like, "You need to watch this." And when the movie ended, and it was like Chris Kyle died, <sighs> yes, after being shot, uh huh. I was like, "No way, dude!" I, I read like, the book. Oh my god! I read the book first, and at the end, like that, I was like, "This, oh man!" I was so heartbroken <laughs> when that when i read yeah, that, it, i saw it, that it was an old i think it was a veteran who had like ptsd mm-hmm. and he yep. just turned around and shot uh chris and another person yeah yeah i remember that's, seeing that's what um was told the when the movie lone survivor came out 
There was a bunch of guys on that. Uh, Marcus, Marcus Latrell was one of the, um, I can't remember his the name of his book, but uh, he was one of the um, advisors on that movie. And he talked about some of those, you know, about Chris Kyle as well. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. When I, um, I watched a video on the Baofeng to, to, you know, learn how to set it up. I could not believe how much you can do with it. Like, there's so many different channels. There's so many different ways you can set this thing up. You can it get is, one of those. It's um, a good radio. It's a very good radio. Like these uh, whip antennas, they go like 30. It's a 30 foot antenna. Okay. They go into the top of it and it folds up. It's like, uh, it's real thin, but you can extend it out. It's like that springy kind of metal. And um, so. Mm -hmm. This thing will go for miles if you have it set up right. Um, so when these guys first went, kind of to your point, when you're talking about uh, like it doesn't work all the time, sometimes it's the um, whatever you have plugged into it. If it's not, you know, a, a good setup like that throat mic uh -huh. or whatever. If uh, if you get the cheaper stuff, because that's what these guys did. They got the headset, um, the ear little earbud thing that that with the clear plastic uh like what you have there on the throat mic it goes in your ear they had something similar and uh it was real staticky but then they got the kind that goes on your ear um on your ear pro it plugs into your ear pro oh yeah so they got the more expensive ear pro that does um the comms in it and uh so mm -hmm. it plugs into that and then into the Baofeng. that worked great for them that worked really good yeah yeah it, it, it yeah it sounds cool on paper but it is very difficult to use yeah you got to practice man. um it's, it's a lot of practice yeah uh, moving on to ipro side i used to just use these uh edge tactical okay they're meant to be anti-fog but whenever they say that it always ends up fogging up there's nothing anti-fog on the planet. <laughs> we haven't found yeah, any yet. Yeah, they're, they're all like yeah. advertised. And you're like, there's no way. Like, I put them on, uh, I still fogged up. Yep. And then you got to, like, try and clean them and stuff because you basically can't play with massive smudge in your eye. And, yeah, but I got fed up with that. And now I've moved over to these. No clue what brand they are. But they're just these, uh, like, 20-pound mesh uh, eyebrow. Okay. And they are so good. When you when you wear them, like, obviously mesh, uh, a lot of people have disregarded it because they're like, no, it's not safe. Yeah. I think I took about two BBs to this, and it literally left me with a little, like, like literally the most minuscule dent ever. Yeah. Well, and, I think the uh, yeah. I so think what they the iPro is very good. I think what the uh, some people don't like the mesh, and some fields here won't let you wear mesh, is because um, yeah. if the BB breaks on the mesh, then you'll get little you know pieces in your eye or something. But balls in your eye, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Those I feel like the mesh is good because those little holes are so tiny. I don't see how. 
you know, the a big enough piece would get in your eye that would hurt. I don't know. Yeah, like my dad makes his own ones. He's made like his own mesh goggles. Oh, nice. Which uh, I think he ba- he's bought stuff like he's sculpted them into like a frame and then painted it, and they look really good. That's cool. But um, yeah. Moving on to the chess rig wise, I've already I did already say it's a Viper Tactical plate carrier. But um, so you got six plate carriers uh on the bottom of the rig. You've then got a a gunsling, which I highly highly recommend. Yeah. It basically keeps you from not having to hold your gun, and it really wears out your arms. Mm-hmm. So when I have to when I'm running, I don't have to worry about holding my gun and stuff. I can just run without having to hold it. And, uh... So, yeah. you got the gunsling. You've got the, uh, push the torque here. And that... And this bottom, uh, bit has just a little... Uh, hole where I can put the, uh, throat mic into. I've got... All my patches. Got my call sign. Uh, something that a lot of us in, like, the crew do... We ha- we've got like little Tabasco. Uh, nice. I think they're like five millimeters of like Tabasco. Yeah. Just like these little um, what are they called? Bottles. Yeah. All just zip tied onto our uh, rigs. Now that's for um, um, when somebody somebody has an injury. Um, you uh, you pour Tabasco sauce in their open wound when they get shot. Really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that would burn. Uh, I I was like, I've never, I've never heard of that. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. Yeah, then I've got this little, uh, just a combat tactical pouch, nice. which I put uh, medic bands in. And recently, me and my dad had to uh, replace it. Uh, so there's a brand. I was uh, running smoke grenades. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a brand. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. Uh, they're called Flashbang Smoke, and we know the owner of it. Um, and it is a dual vent uh, smoke grenade. So you okay. take off the lid, and then you uh, on the other side, you basically scrape mm-hmm. it. Uh, you scrape it to ignite it. It's sort of like a a match. It's like a flare. Yeah. And it comes out comes out both ends. And, uh, yeah, so I had them in this little pouch at the bottom. And somehow the lid had fallen off and had ignited itself in my patch, in my pouch. So a smoke grenade has literally gone off in my pouch. And I just hear this, like, like this, sorry, noise suppression. Like out. It's like this hissing noise yeah and we all hear it we all turn around we're like what is that i look at the gun and i'm like okay it's not the gun i look at my pistol and i'm like okay it's not my pistol and then i look down because i'm like my crotch area is getting a little bit warm (laughs) (laughs) and um and uh yeah i look down and there is some 
purple smoke spewing out of my pouch. Oh my god. And we've all basically gone, oh! (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Dad, Dad, being the absolute hero that he is, he's unzipped the pouch, he's grabbed a smoke grenade and he's thrown it. So that could have been quite fatal. I could have burnt myself, like right, Uh probably stomach area. And he burnt his gloves and I felt really bad. So we had to get a new pouch because it was burnt inside. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> you know who else? So, yeah. That's wild because, yeah. uh, you know, Marcus, uh, the last time I talked with him, he was telling me about he almost blew off his thing because he had a grenade that uh, that was attached to his belt in the front and he went to pull it or it got pulled oh. on accident. It was still hanging there, but the fuse was pulled and it was like starting to go off on his leg, like a burn it, you know, burning his leg. It was a smoke. I think it was a smoke. Oh. And um, he had to rip yeah. it off. It burnt through his pants. Yeah, they're very... You know um, smoke, like, photo shoots? Yeah. Like, I do that sometimes. Yeah, like, those are popular. You get a smoke grenade, you, like, wave it around to you. You pay... Yeah. They are absolutely dreadful. Because you just have to stand there in, like, a pose like this. And you've got hot smoke blowing yeah. up your nose and your eyes. You got to keep like to a straight face. That stuff in, right? Yeah, you got to keep a straight face as well. And I remember my first ever one. I was crying because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect it to be that like hot, and it was just basically it right in my face. And yeah, they are absolutely dreadful. Uh, yeah, moving on to the back, uh, we've got this little pouch right here, which I uh, mollied on, where I put okay. my uh, Baofeng radio. Oh, nice. Uh, then I mollied on this uh, Camelback, just because. Oh, those are nice. Having too. water when you're when you're when you're playing is very uh, useful. Absolutely. And then we've got uh, yeah, then we got the teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, it looks awesome. It is. Now, what's that? What's that handle you. above the uh, above the teddy bear's head? What is this, that part of your? Uh, this. Bit. Yeah, that's part of the camelback. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that's just to hold it so you can uh, unscrew it. Right. Yeah, that holds. Uh, I think a liter. Mm-hmm. And then I've got the other bit for the uh, tether cord. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's the chest rig, and then. Yeah, so I showed you my iPro. Uh, move on to the, uh, the hands. I actually put them on. Uh, these are Emerson Kevlar gloves. Nice. They're just these. They're just these uh, green uh, gloves. I think for about fifteen pounds. I don't know what that would be in dollars. Okay. Uh, Probably like around twenty. Yeah, bucks. they've got Kevlar knuckles. Yeah, they're around. Yeah, they're That's Emerson nice. uh, tactical. Yeah, we have a They're very, very well. useful. I love those. Yeah, they're good gloves. Because before, uh, I don't think I was actually running gloves once, mm. and I've still got a scar from it right on my Oof. middle knuckle. Yeah, I took a sniper shot from about fifteen meters away. 
That's and rough. it has permanently scarred my knuckle. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, moving on to my face. This is very, very cool. It is a Lone Star. Lone I don't Star know if they're... I think they might be only UK brand. I'm not it sure. Is. So I've talked with the guy. Yeah. Um, we, I, I, have, I want to have him on the podcast, but he hasn't been on yet. But I've mm. talked with him. You know, I chatted with him. Is it... He likes he likes my uh, posts because it's basically promoting it. Uh huh. They they're very they are very good. They're basically these face masks which have mesh built into the mouth area. Mm-hmm. They're all ventilated. They're adjustable. Uh, they're gonna set you back twenty pounds. Mm-hmm. So what would that be in dollars? Like twenty five, thirty bucks. Something like twenty five. Yeah. yeah, twenty five to thirty dollars. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're they're very, very good. So that is a so big shout out one, to Lone Star. So they Star. make, yeah, they uh they started making ones recently with on, the they cover the nose. Yeah. Yeah, they. I've got one which like covers my uh which exposes my nose. Yeah. And yeah, you can breathe so well under them as well. Mm-hmm. They're very uh, they're comfortable as shit as well. Yeah, like, the first yeah, they're uh, a very good. The brand. First person that told me about those were um, was a girl that plays at Driverwood, uh, Alex Hillary, and um, yeah, she I've was the first her. one the, to tell me about that uh, that mask and. Uh, she actually put me in touch with she was the one that put me in touch with the owner and um and so yeah i heard about the that and it's such a good idea especially because when you have a face cover on whether it's uh you know if you have a face cover on that doesn't have a you know a vent like a mesh or whatever for your nose or mouth all that breathing all your hot breath is going to go up to your goggles and just yeah fog them up instantly so when i saw that uh, design i thought it was really cool they are they look nice as well right like obviously you're gonna mainly want to go for the practicality uh, sorry i'm not gonna be able to pronounce this practicality Uh, of it that's it you did it and uh over aesthetic obviously go for something that looks good Mm-hmm. But you gotta consider if it's practical or not. Yep. Like one of my mates wanted to. I think I'll probably not be able to reach it. Um, he wanted to rock a SAS gas mask. <laughs> yeah, those look cool. But like, if, they look cool. But I said to him, "You're gonna fog up so badly under one." Uh. Uh-uh. Like those so are great for. We basically all just told him, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for photo shoots, yeah. Right. But practicali- practicality-wise, no. Yeah, there's a, a guy I talked um, with a couple years ago. I had him on. He was he was young. Uh, he was still in high school, actually, uh, when I when I first had him on the show. I had him on a couple times. But uh, his uh, YouTube what is... What would high uh, school be? Mask TV. So, you know, like a mask... So I asked him about his call sign, and he said, well, I came up with that name because his original YouTube channel was 
um, showing all these uh, World War II gear with all the different gas masks. He said, but I stopped doing that because um, I was starting to get really weird messages from older guys. And I said, like, what? And he was like, dude, there is like a fetish thing. They wanted me to pose for with the gas mask on. <laughs> it is underwear well, and like shit. A okay. Sexual pose? Yes. He goes, there's oh. a whole like community out there for he goes, so I stopped wearing masks, you know, the gas mask in any of my uh Instagram posts or my YouTube. So <laughs> I said, Okay. I would have never guessed, bro. People are weird, okay? But um yeah, so there are some I was gonna weird. say there's weird stuff for everything though. Your yeah, for real. Your buddy, if he's if he wants to do a photo shoot with the mask thing, just know he's gonna get some <laughs> weird messages probably, okay? <laughs> yeah. I was I literally I, I just told him I was like it is so impractical. You're gonna fog up, you're gonna get really lightheaded, it it'll just be a bad time. Uh-huh. I think the I first off was just running just a normal full face like the default masks but uh i didn't like it because the mesh that was in that mask was really dotty Mm. so i couldn't see that uh that well and then i got the bought and then dad bought the clear eye pro and i just rocked a half face mask and uh then i and now I'm just using the the uh, the Lone Star. Yeah. And then I've got one more spare thing. It's in my garage. I actually can't really get out of my uh, room right now because the guns are blocking the entrance. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make all the background look all nice. Or it me and Dad nice. were laying out the guns. It looks And then awesome. I turned around and I was like, oh, I, I can't get out. <laughs> you're stuck in here uh, yeah. on the podcast until it's over okay <laughs> yeah i don't know how dad's gonna get all his guns in i i was gonna talk about them but if he gets on here uh then I'll, i i want to save that for him because he has got some cool shit yeah that'd be cool man well i was gonna ask you about yeah. your background you got is that a star wars wookie is that chewbacca yeah that's yeah, that's Chewbacca. He's got my uh, gaming headset. Oh, okay. I've got my own. I've got my own little gaming room just to chill out in. Yeah. Just like my own little safe space when I just want to be like gaming and stuff. Yeah. What do you play, Cod? I, I'm very uh, playing right now. Uh, I'm playing Rainbow Six Siege. Okay. I'm playing. I'm playing that with uh, Maverick and Marcus. <laughs> awesome. Um. Yeah. Me and Marcus have also been playing a lot of uh, Minecraft recently. Oh, okay. We've got our own little world. We've got our own little like log cabin in the snow. We just got this own little cool world. Oh, that's cool, man. I was say, what are you guys building? Yeah. Uh, currently we are actually we're just saving up to uh, build. Like beat the game. We've been playing for a few weeks now, and yeah, uh, yeah we're nearly done with the game. 
Oh, that's wild. I, I was thinking, I was like, I don't know if I... Am I allowed to be talking about Minecraft on the Airsoft podcast? Bro. <laughs> you should see... You should see... Uh, we go... We talk about all kind of stuff on here, man. Like... We there. In fact, the majority... If, if uh, some of our podcasts... Some of these go like... Three, four hours long. Okay? And... We'll talk. I don't, I don't even know if my attention span could <laughs> oh, do no. that. Oh, uh-uh. no. Those are rare. Those are I've, rare. I've got... Yeah, I've got uh, what looks like to be ADHD. Yeah. So, I sometimes get very hyper. I will only really be interested in something if it's something that I, in, like, I like. Yeah. So, like, if you sit me in front of a game... I can play that for hours. If you sit me in front of a maths quiz, uh, I will just not be very interested in it. Which no. I struggle with school because of that. But um, right. Yeah. But yeah, we don't. We so, don't. Uh, just, uh, we don't talk little, just about airsoft. It's it's all over, kind of. You know. I've been uh, actually watching your stuff since you did okay. that podcast with uh, Marcus and Dan. Yeah, nice. Yeah, then I saw the scuba thing, and I... I, Because I talked to scuba quite a lot, I was like, do you reckon I could get on there? And he's like, yeah, he actually wants to talk to your dad. Uh I was like, oh, cool. And whilst I was messaging you, because dad's... Dad doesn't message people as much. I was like, oh, I'll I'll ask if I can go on there as well. I was like, it will give me something to do. Hell yeah. And now I'm here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, the la- the uh the youngest person I've had on here is uh fourteen. And I think we talked right. about um his family, his hobbies outside of Airsoft. Like he uh he's a big uh coin collector, right? And um he was telling right. me about all these different coins and stuff. I think we talked about all this other stuff the majority of the time we mm-hmm. talked and airsoft just a little bit. So, you know, it's uh, it, it varies. I've had people on here that go, okay, I've got a uh, after action report from the event from last weekend and I want to go through it step by step. I said, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so uh, I don't, yeah, man, it's wherever the conversation goes, that's where it goes. Um, so I'm, you know, I usually yeah. I'm generally interested just... in what people are talking about. Yeah, aside from airsoft, I do photography and, like, I do a lot of stuff with computers. Because okay. right now I'm on a computer. I've got my whole little, like, I've got a gaming, like, computer set up. Yeah. And I bought this back in 2021, I think. And, yeah, I, I, it is, it's definitely a very different aspect on gaming as well, which is what I was most looking forward to. Okay. Yeah, um, I had somebody on uh, that was, I don't know, 16 or whatever. They were into uh, computer stuff and 3D printing and uh, doing um, yeah. Bitcoin mining and this kind of thing. And they said, uh, so I've got this Raspberry Pi. And I was like, what, did your mom make it or something? He goes, no, no, it's a it's a computer. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. 
<laughs> I don't even know what that is, bro. And so uh, he was showing me, like he pulled it up on screen, you know, like pictures of it. I was like, oh, it looks like a little mini Nintendo almost, you know, the original Game Boys back in the day when I was yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. younger. Those are like expensive now. Mm-hmm. Like my dad saw one and he was like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. this guy had a, yeah. um, he, he said, yeah, I ordered this keyboard. He bought me. What'd you get? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was, no, go ahead. <laughs> he actually got me into uh, gaming when I was about five. Nice. I think the first game that I ever played was uh, Lego Marvel Superheroes. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, so I've been gaming is something I've been doing for a while. Mm-hmm. Like so many people tell you, it's like it's just a waste of time. You're just sat there, you're just staring at pixels all day, and you're like, no, because it gives you something to do. Well, you learn you learn some things from it too, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah, it's it is useful. A lot. Now, when of the did time. you get into uh, but, motor or uh, motocross or? The Most, dirt bikes. Uh, I don't. I. I don't do. I obviously. I'm too young to ride motorbikes. I've. I don't do motocross. Me and my dad just go out on. Uh, I'm a very big fan of motorbikes. Yeah. He's got a Triumph Tiger Explorer, uh, twelve fifty. Nice. And uh, yeah, we go. We go out on that, and he he has a. He's going to kill me if I get this name wrong. A <laughs> WRF 400 or 450 uh, dirt gotcha. bike. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, so that is another hobby. I like motorbikes a lot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, back to Airsoft. <laughs> uh, this is my lid. I don't know if that's what you call it in America as well, but... um. They do they yeah, that is, or a helmet, yeah. Yeah, uh, it is. Now I got to think of their name. I think it's a combat tactical uh, tack helmet, and I got a helmet cover on it. I put this is where you put like obviously MVGs or what I do a lot is I put the GoPro on there. Um, yeah, it's just covered in patches. Uh, this is another place. Uh, it's called Creos Photography. Yep. Spelled K R I O S. They are. They are. They are a massive like airsoft photography UK based uh, team. Oh yeah. And it's I like had him a, on. Mad... I had him on the uh, podcast. Yeah, he's 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 an alright guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's very, They're all very good at for uh, photography. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's all I really have to uh, say about airsoft. That's all your gear. Yeah, that's as far as my uh, journey has come so far. I mean, that's pretty good for um, only being fifteen. Thank you. Yeah, man. How You're long do the videos like roughly take to come out? Uh, usually a few days. Uh, it depends on when you know when I record it. So. Uh, this one, what is today? Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah. So one came out this morning. 
Um, this will come out Friday. Alright, okay, cool. Hell yeah. If you need so, me to send like a photo for like the thumbnail, oh, I can do that. Yeah, definitely do that. It, it really helps if somebody does that. Um, yeah. They don't have to. Usually what I do, if I forget to ask somebody or if they don't send me one, Just I'll... Um, screenshot. I'll, yeah, I'll go through their Instagram. Yep. Oh, and here he is. And uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. You want to come in if you just move the gun? Yeah, it's a good it's a good way to end. You can say hey, because I'll yeah. I'll have uh, I'll have your dad on uh, soon. All right, you can talk to my dad for a few minutes. It was a pleasure talking to you, mate. Yeah, you too, man. All right, in a bit. All right, brother. Good evening. Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing tonight? Or doing good. not not tonight for you. No, it's only uh three thirty. Three thirty PM here. Afternoon tea. Time for a nanny nap. <laughs> How are you? Nice good, to man. see you. you. Yeah, you too. I've heard some I've heard some good things about you from uh from my oh, friends that have had the, it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to see you. Yeah, I heard about you uh from oh, uh, Scuba. I'm, I'm I'm the old man of the team. Unfortunately. <laughs> they said, yeah, Scuba told me about you because I found Scuba, or actually he found me from Marcus and Dan and, and Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin and Bernie and all these yeah. guys out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm the old boy of the team, so <laughs> that's, Me too, uh, man. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I'm the one that's been doing it the longest and uh yeah, so that's good. Yeah, well, I was just talking to your son about uh, when we were wrapping up about um, when I was going to have you on as a guest. So, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. He said uh, that you have uh, a pretty good arsenal of airsoft guns, and uh, it'll be well. Yeah, I, I have. I have over the years. I've had quite a few, yeah. um, but it, it's one of these situations where. Um, you kind of get people who who play with their stuff, and then you get people who just collect stuff. Right. And I went through a stage, and I had quite a few guns, and then I kind of got rid of some because mm -hmm. they were just sitting there, you know. So it just it just felt a bit of a waste. Right. But. Yeah, so now I've just got stuff that I play with. And then Ben inherited, fortunately for him. Right. Um, yeah, he's inherited some quite good stuff. So he's he's thoroughly enjoying that. So, yeah. Yeah, I heard, uh, I heard people say in the beginning when I first started doing these podcasts, and I first you know got kind of familiar with Airsoft, somebody said, uh, if you get your kids into Airsoft – then they won't have money for drugs or something like that. I was like, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Well, at the moment, um, it seems to be funded from the bank of dad. So uh, uh, although he is buying his own stuff from his own sort of allowance and stuff, but yeah, still largely funded, like game days and stuff like that is funded from the bank sure. of dad. That's so, right. uh, hey, you come in and go, <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
yeah it's um but it, it's good it, it's it's fun but it's father and son time yeah absolutely, so that's that's uh it's golden well that's, that's how uh, that's how this channel things. started uh the youtube channel started uh four years ago with um me coming out of an illness being paralyzed for uh over a year oh, wow. and then um I was looking for something to do once I could get out of yeah. bed and kind of move around the house a little bit and use a computer again. And uh, my sons, two of my sons, uh, got into Airsoft four years ago, and uh, they're in their 20s. And um, mm -hmm. they got into Airsoft with a good friend of theirs. And I said, man, that sounds cool. Let me, uh, let me film it and, you know, start a YouTube channel on it. So they did all the playing and buying the guns and all this kind of stuff. And then uh, I did, they all, did the, all the running, the running uh -huh. and gunning. And yeah, you they did, did the all editing that. and stuff. That's what, that's right. Ah. Yeah. So it was a, it was kind of a, a mutual benefit, benefit. Well, I had, I had something to do and put my time into, cause I was going crazy, you know, being stuck in the house for, uh, uh, you know, over a year. And then um, they, uh, and then, you know, they were having fun doing what they were doing, but it also gave me, a lot of time with them because, you know, like I said, they were out of high school, they were in their twenties, they were working a lot. And so, um, it gave us a lot of time together, uh, to do something mutual. Yeah. Well, Ben started doing the, um, he started doing some editing and stuff like that with a GoPro. So, um, you know, that in itself, um, it's, it's not a five minute job. No. So, especially if you, you know, you're taking a bit of pride and mm -hmm. and stuff in it, which he does. So, you know, um, that's good. But, but he's he's into that. He's, it's part of his exam structure and everything like that. So, um, and it, it could obviously push forward into a career path for him. So, right. Um, who knows in the future what he's going to be doing? Hell yeah. I don't know, but as long as he's doing something he likes and he's happy, right. um, that's all really you can push for, isn't it? Mm -hmm. As a as a parent. Well, I was so, telling him um, I would love to have you on. Uh, we can do one. You know, I'm I'm. We can set one up uh, now, or I can uh, you know like f figure out a time. Um, yeah, I, I'm quite later happy this to week, do it. Or, uh, or yeah. the weekend, or sometime next week, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe one day next week sounds good. That sounds good. We could do uh, like a similar time, like yeah. seven p.m. or something would be good. Yeah, seven seven till eight sounds good. Like for Let's us, I mean, obviously, um, cooking dinner, getting the family out of the way, and everything like that. So. All those responsibilities for the family and everything. Exactly. Let me get my calendar pulled up here. We'll uh, we'll go ahead and schedule it now. What I'll do is um, I'll end the podcast that uh, I did with with uh, Ben. Uh, I'll go ahead and end that. You know, when mm -hmm. I edit this, I'll cut yeah, that, yeah. and then the part where you came in, where you and I are talking, I'm going to put that on my uh, behind the scenes for. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll put that on behind the scenes for the. Um, uh, for the members and stuff, and then we'll, uh, you and I will, we'll do a full official 
podcast Official. together. Yeah, when next I'm not week. Sat, when I'm not sat in my PJs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you can still be in your PJs, man. It's cool. This is very uh, casual podcast. I don't yeah. have uh, scripted questions or anything like that, but I gave Ben some stuff just to write down and everything. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, just, yeah, I don't know, just in case he got nervous or anything. Uh, sure. But hey, he's a he's a talker. He's a good kid. Yeah, it's. Uh, and I I've just never... left him left him to his own devices to, to chat away <laughs> to you. Oh, that's good. That's the best way, man. It's uh, like I said. It's it's not scripted questions. I don't. Um, sometimes I have people on here that they have like this, you know, like they already know what they want to talk about in their head. Yeah, they have and their own them, agenda. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, go ahead. Let me. So I had a guy come on. He's like, he had a couple no, you know, pages of notes, and he was like, I've got an after action report from the Milsim last weekend. I want to go over it. I said go go man let's go and uh and so i just sat back it was really easy for me because i loved hearing these stories he was telling mm. and he was telling me all about the milsim and stuff so uh it was cool yeah yeah I, as i said i'll be uh i mean my my experience with airsoft has been i'll be honest with you i mean the game itself is is i've i've enjoyed playing it over the years but I'm sure you're aware the majority of times when things aren't good is, mm -hmm. is just purely because of people. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but I mean, I can discuss that, you know, that can be a, a section of, sure. I don't know whether Marcus and Dan and that lot said anything, but there was an individual in our life in our lives collectively, um, who really hurt us. Um, I don't know I don't, whether they said anything about that. I don't know. I don't, honestly, I can't remember if they had or not. Um, I had them on, the last time I had them on was quite a while ago, like yeah. quite a few months ago. And uh, they might not I've, have said anything because it, yeah. it was fairly fresh about it. Okay. But yeah, okay. there was an individual. Um, I'm sure you've got it in the States and everything like that, where somebody yeah. claims false valor, where they claim oh, to have the military. Been, been in the military. Yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah. so over in the UK, you've got um, shows like SAS, Who, Day, Who Dares Wins. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have something similar like that in the States. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the Bear Grylls things. Um, so it's people that were in the Special Forces. Right. And apparently, ever since those types of shows have come out, the people claiming to have Special Forces lineage yeah. um, has become greater. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we can talk about this on the podcast properly, sure. but we all got took in by somebody, um, hook, line, and sinker, almost yeah. being like in involved in a coercive lie relationship. Yeah. Who we all thought, you know, this guy was a bona fide hero. Mm -hmm. Turned out he was a complete and utter liar. That's wild. So, uh, yeah. Huh. So I mean, listen, that's a good, that's a good story to put on there, man. 
Yeah, I think so. Well, we talked uh, about it before. Quite, a, quite, yeah, it's quite a sad story, really, yeah. because um, all of us were part of this coercive bubble. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about the stories that came out from this individual, and I'm not going to name him by by name, but after you talk about it, the stories that came out from his mouth were just so farcical. But when you're inside the lie bubble, mm-hmm. they seemed quite plausible. Yeah, you know, yeah. from a special mm-hmm. from a special forces individual. But when you're when the lie bubble's been popped. And you talk about those lies, you're like, ah, I can't believe that after all of that. <laughs> like, who would believe that? And then, like, ridiculous. oh, wait, I believed yeah, it like three months ridiculous. ago. <laughs> yeah, but when you're in the lie bubble, it's uh-huh. like, oh, okay, man. Yeah, that, that's, I understand that. That's completely yeah. plausible. Yeah. I, I worked with, that. um, I worked yeah. with a guy when, uh, before I got sick, I was working in a, in a factory with, uh, so I was like a process tech for uh, injection mold uh, plants, or whatever. So mm-hmm. I worked with a guy. It was a new guy, and he was young. He was probably, I think he was 25, 26. And um, he was, I had heard these stories of all the guys that were, you know, that reported to me uh, talking about, oh, the new guy, he's talking shit about being in the military and whatever, whatever. And I was like, okay, like whatever. And um, so – they're like, man, we're so tired of his story. So every day it was like, every night we were, I was on night shift. Every night it was, uh, somebody would come to me and tell me about this guy t- telling these stories. So I saw him talking to a couple guys. So I went down there and uh, by the machines and I'm sitting there listening. And this dude's telling them that he was Army Special Forces, okay, Green Beret. And been in war, been in Afghanistan, you know, twice, okay. And... uh He's got this scar on his lower abdomen, okay, by his kind of uh, on the side a little bit. And he said the story was that during Green Beret training, they have to go in the woods with only a hunting knife and kill a uh, deer with just a hunting knife. And the deer he went to get had, you know, was a buck, okay? And it gouged him when he tried to take it down by hand. And I looked at him and I laughed so hard. I said, bro, you are so full of shit. I said, look, man, if you want to talk all that shit, that's fine, whatever. I was in the military. Uh, You don't have to bullshit me, okay? So, um, And he just kind of laughed a little bit. I was like, whatever, bro. But it was uh, like some crazy. You knew it was an awkward laugh. Oh, for real? Yeah. And I told the guys, I was like, man, just just don't listen to him. He's, I mean, he's not hurting anybody by, he was just one of these guys, he was a little off, you know, there was something just a little off about him. He was a little socially awkward, and uh, and some of the guys were like, well, maybe that's because he was in war. And I was like, that dude never stepped foot in the, in the military. I said, I asked him two things that anyone in the military will never forget. The day they went into boot camp and the day they graduated, okay, from boot camp. Uh, and I asked him when he went in. He's like, oh, it was in the summertime. No, I said, no, what what date? And he was like, oh, well, it was like uh, spring or summer. And I was like, bro, 
You you were in just a few years ago. I was in 30 years ago, and I still remember the dates that I went in and got out because oh, – it, it, It's a bit of a scar, I can right. imagine, because it's a real – it must be a real I, – I, It's a shock. I have been asked on numerous occasions. I, I as a child, was always instructed by my mum yeah. to shoulders back, chest out, you know, walk tall. Mm-hmm. and everything like that. So I walk in a certain way, and I've been asked on numerous occasions, have you served? Yeah. And I'm like, nope, no, never served. Yeah. I would never, ever claim anything like that. Right. Um, because for me, something of that manner is just so disrespectful. It is, yeah. Um, like I, again, I have friends, people that have. I have friends that are, you know, military friends that are. Um, they get kind of pissed off about it. They're like, "I can't believe they're doing that," you know. And I guess I'm. I don't. I certainly wouldn't encourage it. I don't like when people do it, but I don't like like what I was, you know, with that guy. I was just like, I just brush him off. Like I've heard, you know, people exaggerate stories about everything in life, so. I'm like, because uh, one of my friends asked me, aren't you offended by, since you were in, and this guy's, t-, I said, no, I'm not offended by it. Like, it's not hurting me. You know, it's not taken away from what I did. It's just, he's just a shit talker. <laughs> so, whatever. The serious, the serious nature of it is, is that some people that were in the military and served in the military served in peaceful times. Yeah. And their times were spent on bases in various countries, soldiering, uh-huh. but not actually in combat. Right. Other people, however, and unfortunately, served in hostile times right. and lost friends, mm-hmm. made friends, lost friends, right. over and over again. And they had just people stripped from them. And for people to then claim and lie and bullshit and tell stories for them yes it is a heinous crime to Mm -hmm. claim false valor i I recently saw um a clip on youtube on um on independence day in the states on the 4th of july and a guy um i mean you might have seen it i mean it was all over youtube um there was a veteran and he wasn't dressed because a lot of people who are veterans and they might they might go to church or a service or something like that. He was just dressed in regular clothes, mm-hmm. just flannel and stuff. And there was a chap and he was dressed in full dress uniform. And this bloke noticed him and he went over and he started to record him and ask him some questions about his about his medals. Yeah. And. Basically, it was like, well, this one and the, and the, now I wouldn't know anything. Right. But it's like, hold on a minute, man. There's a, there's a few repeats here. Uh-huh. So you've got this one here, this one here. But this one here is repeated. So, you know, where did you serve? And it's like you said, where did you go? And, yeah. and who were you with? And, yeah, and you, then, don't, you don't forget those things. No. And this guy, basically, all of a sudden, you saw... It started to dawn on his 
on his face, it was like, oh, no, I'm in trouble here. Uh-huh. I better sort of, uh, I better back out of this situation. Right. Otherwise, I'm going to get myself into serious situations. So he was trying to back out of this confrontation big time. Yeah. Because um, he realized he was getting into hot water, like, mm-hmm. royally. Um, and this guy, maybe was a Marine. I'm not sure how far in the service he was. Yeah. But he was starting to get more and more heated. Um, <laughs> the more irregularities he saw on this chap's right. uniform. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's just bad. Especially right. to uh, turn up to something on 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 the 4th of July sort of thing to yeah. a service that's yeah. hatefully bad for you for you guys think, as well i think it's like uh, it's almost like there's levels to it because if somebody goes you know if you're in a conversation at work with somebody and there's five of us standing in a circle and three of us were in the military and two weren't and the one guy you know as, as you're talking you know one guy's honest like, no, I didn't serve or whatever, you know, or what, you know, if it comes up, but the other guy, yeah, I was in, but he just it never goes left out. Yeah. He, you know, he doesn't want to feel left out or whatever, but he, that's all, that's the only thing that comes up. Like he doesn't go into details about, you know, this extravagant lie. He just says, yeah, I was in and it stops right there. I think, you know, that's way different than somebody purposely or purposefully going through this there's all these different stories to try to convince people and convince, you know, and keep it going and keep it going. That's when I'm like, cause that's what happened with that one guy I was talking about at work. He kept going after that story that, you know, even weeks later, it was, um, he kept trying to convince these other guys. Like he would come up and start telling quote unquote war stories. And I was like, bro, look, man, it's getting old. Okay. And I said this in front of the guys, you know, that he was talking to, I said, look, it's getting old. Uh, we know you're bullshitting, okay? We we know you weren't in the military. Yeah, I was. I said, then tell me the date you went to boot camp. And he couldn't tell me. I was what like, was your, what, if you're was a good your liar, number. yeah. What was your? I mean, well, yeah. It's like there's so many different things. Even with the guy you're talking about with the medals, um, each medal has to be in a certain place. You can't just put them on randomly. Nope. They have to go in a certain order. Um, and, it, and some served, of them are medals, and some of them are ribbons. Them, yeah, yeah, if you served, if you got awarded them, you would know exactly where they went. Hundred percent. And and this stuff, your uniform and where things go and how things are placed on it, uh, is extremely important. Like you don't just mess around or you don't just forget that. So uh, those are clear signs that somebody doesn't, uh, you know, know what the hell they're doing. So. I have seen those videos and uh, it always cracks me up because most of the time they get caught. These people get caught. And well, he, act- he actually got, we were, we were basically going to a mill sim, to a military simulation game Yeah. down in Cornwall, uh, so southwest of the country, okay. which was being run by um, a company who are ex-veterans. And apparently just before, uh, we were supposed to go, and we were going as an eight-man fire team, mm-hmm. uh, which means we could turn up as our own unit and operate within their mill sim as a known fire team. And uh, I knew all the guys we was with, and Dan and uh, and Marcus were there, 
and Dan's girlfriend, Caitlin, was coming and she was going to do the photographs and everything. Yeah. So as far as we were concerned, it was going to be a fabulous weekend for us. And then he apparently, unbeknownst to us, got a letter um, from these people. Now, this was an investigatory um, body uh, made up of serving and ex-serving military personnel. Now, they had investigated him. Now, he basically had claimed to be in uh, the commandos, 40 commando, and then had moved from 40 commando into the special boat service. So you guys have got the SEALs, we've yeah. got the SAS, and we've got the SBS, which is the boat service. Yeah. All right? So that was his claims. And he got this notification. Now, we didn't realize this. So the next thing that came out was, and this is part of the lie bubble, and this is where I say when you're out of the lie bubble, um, the lie that he told to cover of not coming to the meal sim was, I've been offered government work and I can no longer come to the meal sim because on that day, I need to go to the Japanese embassy. And now when I say it, I actually start to laugh because it's just <laughs> right. stupid. I have been offered uh, close protection work, which I cannot turn down because to get back into doing government close protection work would be amazing. And I need to go to the Japanese. How he thought of these things was just incredible. Mm-hmm. And on that weekend, I need to be in the embassy being security vetted. So I will no longer be able to go to the Milsim with you guys. And we're all like, oh, we're really upset about that. But listen, we understand. Yeah. This is really important to you and you getting back up on your feet. So right. we understand. Then when we come back from the Milsim, we find out that the guys who were running it were actually part of the investigation team. Mm. And then it all fell apart. Right. And then we find out that he's a complete, what would be termed as a Walter Mitty. He is yeah. living and has been doing this for a very, very long time. Wow. And what he's basically done is the stories he's told plagiarized from books i was gonna say he read too much tom clancy oh he's a very very clever man Uh don't get me wrong he's very very clever at what he's done but he's just basically plagiarized from books Uh and he's taken those little snippets changed them a little tiny bit and rolled them back out as his own stories and and dropped little hints in of other special forces people like you might be aware of like seal people that are out there and little names that they drop and he dropped people of the sas names Mm. that are out there um there's a chap that's out who's called phil campion i've met him once or twice at some shows and stuff okay uh he dropped his name and some of the guys that are on the SAS teams. And when you talk about it afterwards, and I've spoken about it with the guys, and it's like, he told me this story, he told me this story, he told you this story. (laughs) And it just became farcical. 
once yeah. the lie bubble had burst, I'm telling you, it became farcical. And all we could do was, we were, we were all very upset about it because at the end of the day, what we thought was a good friend and very trustworthy and it, to any great extent was a hero, was just nothing more than a very, very sad man. And yeah. had all he had ever been was a cadet trainer. Mm-hmm. And had just made up this farcical life. And yeah. we'd had we'd had many, many conversations about what we termed as um in the man world uh men termed as bloaters. Right. Now we use this this terminology. Now you might like this term. I quite like it. So I'm I'm six foot. I, I'm not as trim as I used to be. So I'm about twenty stone. Um I used to do door work and stuff like that, so I was a bouncer, as you would call it in the States when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um I used to be a lot trimmer and could uh, move around and stuff. I used to do martial arts and stuff when I was younger. Um so I'm fairly comfortable in myself. I don't really feel the need to project myself in front of people. Right. You know, I'm just, I'm just quite happy being me, mm-hmm. you know. Haven't got little man syndrome or anything like that. Just, <laughs> I'm just that's a real being, thing, man. That's yeah, a real you know. thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a real thing. But this bloating thing is also a real thing. Absolutely. And when I tell you about it, you might notice suddenly it's when guys come into contact with other guys and just like your your man that's then suddenly telling farcical lies it's the all of a sudden oh yep. look there's a bunch of guys there look i've got to be more manly in front of these other blokes in case they don't think that i'm manly yeah now i'm of the ilk of like listen you be you i'll be me i don't care whether you're black, white, I don't care of your ethnicity, I don't care of your race or religion, I don't care yeah. of of your gender. Are you nice? Same. You know, that's what I count about. Are yeah. you a nice person? Respect. Are you going to be respect. nice to me and respectful mm-hmm. to me? Then yeah. thumbs up, I'm good with right. that. But yeah, then you just get these male bloaters that come in and they just inflate yep. themselves up and then they're just... <laughs> And it turned out that after all of these things that we discussed about, he was the biggest bloater of all with all of this farcical stories mm-hmm. that he told, which is so sad. It is. It really is. That's because uh, he he lost this whole circle of friends yeah. because what well, we that's all probably not the first time. No, and it's probably it's probably something that's happened in the past, mm-hmm. and then people have found out about him and just gone. How can you yep. trust somebody in your life that you, you know is a prolific liar? You can't. That's that's the biggest thing, and that I think uh, guys like that they're um, they go through. He, I'm sure he's gone through groups of friends before you guys doing and the same just thing. Go, He'll just go, hey-ho, on to the next slot. I, I don't know, man. I wonder, maybe, or maybe they uh, maybe get, they're like manic depressant, you know, like uh, they're, they're, when they're in their 
high or whatever. They're talking about all these stories and getting attention and they feel good. And then when they break it, right, they go too far and they break everything. And now all the relationships are gone. Now they're in the dumps and they feel shitty. And then they come back out and they do it again and they don't even realize why. I don't know if that's what happens, but I wonder if that's what's going on because it's hard to... I've met these guys, like the guy I'm talking about. That's happened numerous times in my past 30 years of working in, you know, uh, in factories and stuff. And uh, where guys, you know, you have that one guy that just tried in to fit in too hard. environment. It's like, dude, can you just relax? Be yourself, man. We'll, look, we, I'll respect you, even if you didn't go in the military. I promise. It's okay. Like, it's just, just calm down. Like, you don't have to try to fit in so hard. And... Yeah. Um, you, you got can that be one that. Guy. You can be that quiet guy. Yeah, you don't have absolutely. to be. You don't have to be loud. Uh huh. You don't have to have. I've said this to my friend, and he's turned around and said to me, "Oh, I wish I could be a little bit more, you know, like you. Or I wish I could be a little bit more forthright. I wish I could." speak my mind a little bit i'm saying listen sometimes it ain't a good thing <laughs> you can you can get yourself into trouble Absolutely. quite a lot because when the brain when the mouth engages before the brain mm-hmm. that's when you can get yourself into trouble a lot and i've said to him it ain't a bad thing to be the quiet guy uh-huh. so don't be putting yourself down just because yeah. you look at me and you go oh you sometimes can be a bit loud and stand up for yourself and be the one that turns around and says that's not right i don't like that and i'm gonna say it's not right yeah most of the guys like yourself myself uh and and most people we get around honestly are are pretty comfortable with themselves like to you know to the extent that where they're going to be respectful um but when you get around people that are really confident but quiet and humble, you know, they're comfortable with themselves. Like, like you're like yourself, you know, you're comfortable saying, Hey, this is wrong. This is right. Whatever it's, uh, or, um, you don't, you're not trying to fit in. You're just going to be yourself. And if somebody, you know, like, it's not even a thought, it's a non-issue in our brains that, Hey, I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't have to think about trying to fit in. I just, am myself and that that's it there's no other i don't ever worry about oh did they like me or not like that thought never pops in my head <laughs> i think we all i think we all want to be liked i don't I, oh, well I, I think we we don't want to be disliked but yeah i mean it's it's very strange i work on my own a lot i'm a okay. i'm at a water heater engine engineer okay so um but it's it's quite weird working on your own, but then going into companies and stuff, oh, and man. sort of seeing all of the sometimes the office mentality, and then yeah. looking at it and reflecting on it and going, ah, maybe it's not such a bad thing working on my own because look at all of the oh look at all the spitefulness because you know yeah. I, I I work in kitchens and stuff so my okay. company does like a boiling and chilled drinking water taps oh yeah and uh obviously kitchens and stuff is where people go to bitch and moan 
<laughs> right. So it's a hotbed of gossip in the kitchens. Oh, I'm there sure. There occasions, and sometimes you're just sitting in the kitchen working, and it's like, <laughs> this is not a nice place. There's some, there's some spiteful people in this office. For sure. Maybe, maybe I am better just working on my own. I'm glad I'm not in this environment. Right. Or I would, I would be the one going. No, you shouldn't be talking like that. <laughs> right. So I would be voicing my opinion, but well, listen, mind. man, it's uh, it's been great talking with you for a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think this... about uh, uh, next, like the same day next week, next Wednesday? Listen, that sounds absolutely great. I've heard Seven nice things about you. Yeah, I've heard lovely things about you. It's it's been great to have a uh, a nice little chat with you. Yeah, uh, I'll, too, get, man. I'll get Ben to move the webcam so as it's on the same screen that I'm looking at because I feel like I'm looking at the screen that you're on, but the webcam is slightly over oh, to the left. Yep. My son and technology. <laughs> um, and then I'll get some of my rig into into the den. And, um, yeah, we can That'd just talk cool. about... Sort of my ten years of experience of, I mean, look, we can just talk about it, yeah, airsoft and stuff like that. Sure. I don't think we yeah, need yeah. to talk about the whole uh, silliness of false valor. Maybe that's yeah. uh, that's just in this people. Oh yeah, I uh, mean, like I said, it's it's been talked about before on our channel. I don't I don't cut anything out. Um, there's no rules. Uh, I don't, uh, I, all these, uh, podcasts go on all of the audio podcasts, uh, sites. So Spotify, Apple podcasts, like all everywhere. Um, mm. and then they also, the video goes on Spotify, uh, YouTube and rumble. So if there, there's no rules. So, um, some people were, you know, when I first started doing these were a little, hesitant to do like the you know show off their gear because they said oh if i show off my gun it's going to get taken down by youtube i said i don't care there's no rules let's just do let's be ourselves show off your stuff talk about whatever however you want to talk any kind of language and then um if it you know i put it on everything so if it doesn't get you know shown on one thing it will on rumble it will on spotify and all these other things you know they won't take it down so um so, yeah, the thing yeah, about just, the thing about the airsoft stuff is, so long as yeah. you obviously state that these are toy guns, yeah. this is basically what they are, right? And in essence, all we are is silly boys and silly toys, <laughs> right? And that's what we are. Although we Hell do yeah. take it serious to a certain extent. Got to. Yeah. Hell yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't be spending so much bloody money. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's All been right, great talking to you and I'm really you glad you enjoyed talking to my son uh, I look forward yeah. to speaking to you next week okay sounds good thank Have you good kindly night. for your time you too alright bye 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 bye